Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. This is going to be part two of my body image solo cast Q&A. So I did the first part a couple podcasts ago, and you can listen to that one either before or after this podcast if you missed it. It is totally random, so it doesn't matter which one you listen to first. But these are some other questions I received on my Instagram, which is at katenoel underscore underscore. So please give me a follow over there as well as on the Take the Cake pod Instagram, which is at take the cake pod. I'll leave that in the other Instagram link down below. I think, like I said, in the last episode, I'm going to make the transition to that, uh, the take the cake Instagram next time I do a Q and a. So if you don't want to miss out, give me a follow over there before we get into the questions. I wanted to shout out a recent review. This one is from HT274 and it's titled clarity of mind. It says, Kate's insightful words and soothing voice help me find peace and clarity of mind when I'm feeling overwhelmed by negative self-talk. With a combination of knowledge, experience, and encouragement, Kate's podcast brings back into focus what is important and what is worth letting go of. Thank you so much for this review. This was extremely sweet and really uh, encouraging to me because... I love the idea of clarity of mind, just clearing the mind, and I love that I can be supportive to you on your healing journey. Um, And I think this solo podcast is going to be great for you if you are, you know, overwhelmed by negative self-talk sometimes because I'm going to chat about ways you can get yourself out of that mindset and into a more healthy self-mindset on this show. So, Without further ado, here is my part two of my body image Q&A. Okay, first question. Is anything in particular you did that helped you not care about your weight gain? So I want to start off by saying I did care about my weight gain. For a while, in the beginning of my recovery, it was all I could think about, really. And I want you to feel those feelings and understand that this is a big deal for you recovery. Sometimes we have to gain weight when we pursue recovery. Not always every eating disorder presents itself differently, but if that is something that you need to do or let go of the idea of controlling, you know, you, you can say to yourself and to other people around you, this is a big deal. It's all about unlearning and reparenting ourselves. So instead of feeling the feelings, when I say feel those feelings, I mean, you know, meet those feelings, confront those feelings. You don't have to go in to those feelings and feel them like you did before, for example. You can meet yourself and you can just take the door to, you know, open the door to your feelings without submerging yourself into them. And a way you can do that is just by relating to yourself, relating to, you know, the side of you that is afraid of gaining weight. Eating disorders are a collective issue. They're not just your issue. It's not your fault. It's a combination of things. It's our society, the media, parents, teachers, mentors, people before you. It's not their fault either, but it's just a collective thing. 
So you have to reparent yourself and kind of tap into that side of you that is truly you. Um, That was pretty meta, but you know, I think it's really important to start to question your disordered beliefs, write them down and ask yourself, literally, do I really want to believe in this? For example, do I want to be a victim to unrealistic beauty standards? Do I only follow thin women on social media? Can I diversify my feed to expose myself to the wonderful positive lives of women and men in larger bodies? Do I want my diet to control my entire life? Do I always want to be on a diet with the narrative of I am wrong inside of my body? You know, ask yourself these questions and really figure out what the core values of your eating disorder is versus what your core values as a person is. And that will be more clear as you pursue recovery. And also, I guarantee that as you pursue recovery, your confidence will go up. And I've never met anyone who felt you know, more confident in their thin, disordered body, or just in their disordered body, doesn't have to be thin, than somebody who felt confident in themselves as who they are, not trying to be extremely thin. And you can also write down affirmations all over your house, on your phone, just immerse yourself into the environment and truly become a student again, become somebody who has something to learn and something to grasp onto. You know, like I said, it's not your fault that that at some point in your childhood, you were taught that our bodies became bad. We stopped celebrating bodies and started hating them and wanting to change them. And that's not your fault. It's just the way that it is. And there's a million reasons for it. We can't ever, you know, tap it into one source of, you know, evil that's, you know, ruining our lives and making us all want to have unrealistic beauty standards. But it doesn't matter because you're strong enough to overcome those fears And those reasons, you know, to live a full, happy and joyful life in the body that you were given, you were given that body for a reason and you can't change that. You can't change your body, you know, your genetics. So that is my answer to that. I hope that helped you. Um, You know, if anything, you can think that as you recover, you will develop more confidence and more self-assuredness. I guess. And so it just becomes easier to accept it as you continue on into your journey. Okay. The next question I have is how to stop body checking. I want to first say that body checking is a learned habit. So habits are either positive or negative. Positive habits typically are at first hard and inconvenient to do, but yield good results over time that allow the person to keep doing this positive behavior until it becomes a healthy and positive habit. Negative habits, on the other hand, typically are easy or mindless to do and provide instant results, but over time are harmful to the mind and the body, like smoking cigarettes. So body checking is a negative habit that you have learned throughout the course of your dieting or eating disorder or whatever problem that you have. It's a It's a negative habit. It's important to forgive yourself for that negative habit and to understand that body checking in the long term is only making you worse off. Um, On top of that all, typically people who body check have some sort of body dysmorphia or some sort of expectation that is not there. I remember my body dysmorphia, like you can't 
you can't know or not know that you have body dysmorphia. But let me just give you this example. When I was in my eating disorder, I thought I was huge. I thought I was, you know, too big in so many areas. And now I look back at myself and I look extremely ill and thin. And it's just interesting how much my mind shaped, you know, me and and it wasn't true. So body checking isn't good. It's just not good. It's not good for you. It's a bad habit. It's unhealthy. And, um, you know, also the human body is, is not designed to change day to day and in the sense of, of weight gain. It is designed to change in terms of like, I wake up and I might not look bloated, but by the middle of the day, I look really bloated or I'm on my period or I'm swollen that day because I had a lot of sodium. Like that's, those changes happen. But in general, our bodies don't, you know, we, we don't lose 10 pounds overnight. It's like watching your plants grow. You know, you, you can't watch your plants grow. Our bodies aren't meant to change overnight. That's, you know, the only ways that we can do that is through invasive plastic surgery and through Botox. And obviously those are, it's a totally different ballgame. So, you know, we know that our bodies are not meant to change day day to day. So body checking day to day doesn't actually really make any sense if you think about it. Um, body checking also increases negative emotions, which often trigger our eating disorders. So we remain in the cycle. And to be honest, I would even consider body checking to be an eating disorder behavior. Um, it's not talked about in that way, I don't think as much, but I really think that it can be considered that because you have no idea how much your body checking is actually influencing your day-to-day choices. Um, you know, you don't you don't know how much body checking that one Thursday morning affected you for the entire weekend. So I just encourage you to, instead of being super reactive and just doing something in the morning or whenever you body check, take a deep breath, take a moment and ask yourself like, do I deserve this self-hatred? What is this going to do for me? Again, writing down these questions. What is this going to do for me? How will this serve me? Or how will this impact me? And really coming to terms with how your habits affect you. You can even think of it like, what's a bad habit I would never do? Okay, I would never smoke cigarettes. Maybe some of you are in that boat. I would never smoke cigarettes. I'm in that boat. I'm not going to start smoking um, cigarettes. So I can think of body checking just as bad as smoking cigarettes. Like I wouldn't do that to myself. So I just am trying to give you, you know, a comparison if that helps you to stop with that bad habit of body checking. It's hard though. I totally get it. And to change our negative habits, we need to develop awareness. So that's really the first step. Become aware of your body checking and write down questions. When do I typically body check? How do I feel before, during, and after? What are some things I could do instead? Like meditating, praying, journaling, and, you know, does it trigger my eating disorder? So asking yourself those questions can help you out as well. The next question I got is, does your body keep changing after recovery? I wanted to answer this because this is an important narrative to get inside of our heads. Our bodies are going to change because of so many things. Our environment, our stress, age, our relationships, illnesses. There are truly countless, countless, countless factors that contribute to our ever-changing bodies. And it's not just fitness, exercise, and diet. 
truly, truly, there are so many other things that contribute tenfold, you know, compared to diet and exercise. And when we have eating disorders, this is going to sound crazy, but I really want you to think about this. We essentially want to define the laws of life. We want to be the ones who don't need food, who don't need nourishment, who can control their bodies in every single way. But that is not reality. We are going to get larger some days, smaller some seasons of our life, shorter, taller, wrinkly. Our hair is going to fall out. Our hair is going to grow in certain places, etc. All in different times of our lives. So just really allow that information to sink in for a moment and process this. You are a human being. You are designed to change throughout your life. And really be glad for this because it makes you human. And as far as immediate changes post-recovery, I think it depends on people's individual bodies and eating issues. Some people have zero body changes in recovery. Some have a lot of body changes. Some of these body changes are going to happen in one week, some in two years. You know, I personally experienced very noticeable changes, I would say two years in, but now that I am recovered, I still do experience body changes, but I don't, you know, attribute those to recovery. I contribute those just to life, just to living my life and being a human being. You know, I, I promise recovery will make your body more beautiful in physical and in, you know, metaphysical ways. But really the point I want to emphasize in this question is how important it is to accept that your body truly knows what's best throughout the entire process of living your life. Think about it. You didn't, I mean, when you were born, you didn't think your way or exercise or eat a certain way so that you, um, you know, grew to be 5'5". Let's say you're 5'5". I don't know. That's just one number I threw out there. You know, our genetics told us what to do. Our bodies know what to do. They already know what to do. We just need to support them and let them do their thing. And we need to be in our bodies. We need to embody in ourselves. We need to really embrace what we have now and get rid of this narrative in our minds that, oh, when I'm this size, I'm going to have the life of my dreams. I'm going to, you know, have the job of my dreams. I'm going to be able to meet my lover, whatever these, you know, ideas you have in your mind. But that's not true. You can um, get all these things now in the body that you have right here, right now. There's nothing stopping you. Of course, women who are thin statistically are paid more, which is so unfortunate. It makes me cringe. And I know there's a lot of racism in terms of like how black women wear their hair. They can't wear their hair certain ways or, um, you know, in the office because they get paid less or women who wear hijabs, they don't get hired versus their white counterpart, which is extremely, extremely terrible. And as a white woman, I am so sorry to these people who have to experience life like that and have to experience not being able to be their own, that authentic selves um, and just be able to live in, and live in their fullest potential. So that it does exist. That, that, that exists in the world. But what are we going to do about that? Are we just going to succumb to that and let that, you know, make ourselves small so that we fit the mold? Or are we going to make a new mold? Are we going to be on the other side of it and create a new positive change for our world, for our children and the people who come after us so that they don't have to share this collective experience of being 
living in a world that's so hostile and hates the human body. The world hates the human body. It's terrible. Why does everyone hate the body? It's like crazy how much we really just don't, we're not able to live in our bodies at all. So that was my <laughs> very uh, on fire answer to that question. <laughs> Okay, the next question I got is how to deal with bad body image on bad digestion days. I need to answer this one because it's so personal for me. Okay, if you have a bad digestion day, that is, I want to start off by saying, anything that we experience in our body, any symptoms we experience are messengers. They're messengers from the source, from God, from whatever you believe in that something is going on. When we are sick, we have symptoms that require us to rest and eat more food and drink more fluids and sleep more. If you're having a, quote, bad digestion day, take it as a sign that you need to rest and relax. And that's a good thing that your body is communicating with you. That's a way that you can really embody and become a part of your body instead of being like, Shame on you, body, for not working. Shame on you, digestive system, for being bad. No, no, no. Your digestive system is telling you something. It's just communicating with you, and that's a good thing. So take a deep breath if you're having a bad digestion day, and think of it, if you can, as something that you can be grateful for. I know that's like literally the opposite of what our reactions want to do, but I will give you some practical tips. Wear comfortable clothing eat every meal, but you can be mindful of the foods you're consuming and not overindulging in like coffee, alcohol, and some other like gut irritants, um, you know, but eat, eat every single meal. Don't skip meals because when we skip meals, our digestive system is just going to slow down even more. It's just going to go more and more into the opposite direction. And in long term, it's very healthy to continue to feed your digestive system. So it becomes alive, so to speak. Um, take a nap or try and get to bed early for your mental health. And because if we are able to have a full night's sleep with proper REM, then um, our digestive system can heal and repair itself properly. And that's a part of why we sleep. We heal and regenerate uh, and you know get ready for the next day. So make sure you're sleeping enough. Uh, meditate, deep breathing, hot water bottles, yoga. Have a, have a chill day filled with reading a favorite book, watching a fun movie, take taking an easy walk if it feels good, calling a friend, staying off social media and other places that make you feel bad and stuck. There's nothing worse than logging onto Instagram when you're bloated and feel terrible and you're like, oh, and seeing, you know, your influencer people that you follow in their bikinis at the beach with like their friends. You're like, oh my gosh, that's, that's, you know, seems like a dream. Trust me, they have bad days too, but not all of our bad days happen on the same day. Um, don't body check. Don't continue to say to yourself and others around you, oh, I look six months pregnant. Oh, I hate my body and digestion. Just try and practice body neutrality. Try and remember that these feelings are temporary. Um, poor digestion is simply a sign from our bodies that we need to keep healing. They are a signal that something isn't quite right. Unfortunately, and fortunately, healing takes a lot of time. It's not overnight, like I mentioned before our bodies don't change overnight. Same with our healing. It doesn't change overnight. So there will be some days that you feel bleh and your digestion sucks. You know, that's going to happen. But if you're aware of it and if you're tuned in and you're able to accept it, 
then you'll be, get the clarity on what needs to change in your life. Maybe you just need time to heal. Recovery makes digestion hard. We're not used to feeding ourselves like normal people. So it takes a toll on our digestive system and, and time and consistent eating and resting is really so powerful when it comes to healing your digestive system. And, um, you know, keep affirming to yourself that you need to rest, to breathe, relax, and that you deserve to heal in whatever capacity that looks like for you. So you deserve this time to rest. You're not being not unproductive. You're doing just the opposite. You're being productive by listening to your body and tuning in and saying, okay, I need to move some stuff around or cancel plans or whatever it may be because my body is telling me that it needs time to heal. So those are my tips. It's a lot of mental work, really, more so than physical. But um, yeah, it's a temporary feeling. It will pass and you will heal. I promise. <laughs> okay, somebody said, how to stop feeling like you need to work out in order to look good slash not look good. I feel like gym culture and fitness culture is a trend. It could start it off as healthy maybe, but it feels like it's turning into a really scary trap, honestly. And I believe and making a lot of perfectly healthy people, fine young women and men, feel that they have to have a quote like gym routine. And if you think about it, like the generations before us, they didn't go crazy at the gym. They were just living their lives. They were moving through life. They were doing things that they loved. And if you are a healthy person who incorporates balanced, mindful, stress-free eating, then more likely than not, to be honest, the gym is not going to do that much for you because we're all meant to look differently and we present with different amounts of you know, muscle to body fat. You know, if you're going to the gym or only exercising because you want to change your body shape and size, that's not good. If you're in that mindset, then I promise you're not going to get anywhere with your muscles and or your goals with your muscles and your body fat. You can have overarching goals like wanting to get stronger or build endurance or increase flexibility. But if you're solely going just to change your body, then I guarantee you don't currently love your body. And how are you meant to live a stress-free, balanced, healthy life if you don't love yourself? It's like, how can I be truly healthy if I don't love myself? If you don't love yourself and you just feel hatred and host hostileness towards your body, that means you're not inside of your body, you're not embodied, and you probably are living in a very stressed out state, which is going to cause an increase and decrease in muscle, increase in body fat. If I'm just being frank, like that's what being in a stressed state does to our bodies. And <laughs> Millie's walking around. You can hear her little paws. Oh my goodness, come here. Okay, I'm gonna put her on the bed. So, you know, if you're trying to be like your favorite fitness influencers or, fit or models that you see on the gram, are you ready to commit your life to the gym? Have mostly gym friends. Work your entire schedule around the gym or working out because though the way that those women and men get those bodies is because they are fitness influencers. They work to look this way. They work so, so hard. And it's not something like the average person that has interests that lie outside of fitness culture have time for. It just seems like if you are the type of person who is 
canceling plans because you can't go to the gym that day or if you are like me and this is like so annoying that I used to do this but when Rio and I my husband and I would go book a vacation somewhere I would really really always want there to be like a gym at the hotel so I'd have to work out I couldn't even let myself have a vacation and just relax and just let my body move the way it wanted to while I was on the trip and there really are so many other red flags with the gym, especially for people with a history of bad body image or a bad relationship with food. Are you feeling rigid around your workout schedule? Do you feel anxiety if you don't go? Do you cancel or change plans in order to fit a workout in? Like those are all really big red flags. And um, it's just important that we honor our bodies. My workout routine, even though I don't have one, <laughs> I hate that word workout routine. That's like you have to be regimented about it, but my movement in my day-to-day life is not going to look the same as anyone else's because my body is so unique in what it needs and what it requires. So if you completely copy what somebody else is doing, you're not going to look like them. And if you do that, you're not going to be able to be in tune and listen to what your body really needs. And that's going to make your body fight back. And we all know what it looks like when our bodies fight back. You know, we get sick. We, um, want to eat more food. We want to cope in ways that aren't necessarily healthy. So it's just important that we really tune in and listen to our bodies. And your body knows so much um, more than you think it does. You know, your intuition is, is strong. It's there to serve you. And if you tap into it, your body and mind are going to really thank you. And you're going to feel Um, so much better than if you pushed yourself to do that workout, even though you were tired, you know, and not everyone with history of eating disorder is going to be suitable for the gym again. That's, that's okay. In fact, that's good if that aligns with you. And, and that's good because that means there are other ways you can spend your time or other ways you can move your body, such as joining a sport, if that's appropriate for you, or just stretching your body. Sometimes I just joined a uh, yoga studio I'm so excited to do yoga again. I've just been feeling like I need that breath work incorporated and I need to just slow down a little bit. That's not to say that you need to join a yoga studio. That's just me. And, you know, maybe it's not suitable for you to do yoga at the moment, or maybe you, you know, right now like to do lift, lifting weights. It just depends on everyone's situation. Most of the time when we see our favorite influencers, fitness influencers who just have like exactly the body that we want. Most of that is genetics, if I'm being honest. So next question is, what are some things I do to show myself body love? I love this question. Here are some of my favorite things to do. Sleeping in. I hate this culture that's telling us we need to wake up at 6 a.m. to be productive or whatever, 4 a.m. I've even seen 4 a.m. on YouTube. No. As women, first of all, if you are a woman, you need more sleep than your male counterpart. But that doesn't even matter. Like you just need some, people just need sleep. We just need to sleep in sometimes. So that's something I love to do. Eating when I'm hungry, especially before bed. If I go to bed a little bit hungry, I can't sleep. So I always have some, you know, carbs or something before bed. Self-care. I love like lymphatic massage. Um, One of my favorite books is by Lisa, uh, Lisa Levitt-Gainsley. I think that's her name. It's called... The Book of Lymph, and it's wonderful for lymphatic massage technique. And um, I love gua shying my face, taking baths, Epsom salt baths, uh, yoga. Like I said, yoga is a really good one, and stretching as well. 
uh, taking time for my skincare. That's kind of a nice thing that I like to do to show myself some body love, not because I want to change my skin, but just because it feels good. Um, using like really yummy lotions and makeup and skincare and taking time for myself. That's something I really love to do. I can't think of anything else to show myself body love. Um, that's like a specific sort of self-love. Um, yeah, I really just tune in and ask myself what I need. Oh, dancing. I love dancing. Put on your favorite, even if it's one song, and just dance it out. Just feel it. Feel that, you know, goodness that comes with music. The music is such a gift. So feeling the music is a really good way to show yourself some body love or just jamming in your car. You know when you're driving and you stop and you look over and the person next to you is just jamming? That is so inspiring to me. I'm like, yes, that is amazing. This person is feeling themselves or feeling the music. That's a good one too. Okay, the next question I have is just body neutrality tips. That's the question. Okay, body neutrality is basically being neutral about your body, like kind of just not, uh, not body negative, not body positive, I guess. It's just kind of like being neutral. So here are my tips. I'm not perfect at body neutrality. Um, I'm a human being, but I'll give you my two cents. So try and do something for yourself every single day that, um, you know, quiet that part of you that hates your body or that, you know, body part that you don't like. Think of yourself as two people, um, like either the person that loves themselves or that person that hates themselves, hates that part of their body, um, or, you know, another person, other people. Every single thing that you have learned about your body, both the good stuff, the bad stuff, are all from other people, your parents, your friends, media, TV, diet culture, the list is endless, like I mentioned before. All of these people are not you. They are not you. You are you. You are the only you in the world. So all these people who are telling you how you should feel about yourself have never lived inside of your body and they have never lived inside of your mind. Imagine now if you could just let all of those people's ideas about you go. Let the outside opinions fade away because the reality is they do not serve you. They weaken you. They keep you away from reaching your potential and trusting your path on this earth, trusting your life. Their story is not your story anymore. It doesn't have to be there. You know, their story is not yours. Yours is yours. And you can rewrite your story because you have the authority over your own life and your own body. Okay. So it's not your fault that you have negative body image. It's not your fault. This is a collective issue. I keep saying that this is a collective issue, but you have authority over your life and your body and your story. So now it's time to claim it to be yours. Claim your space, claim your space. This is your space. This is your life. This is the body that you were given for a reason. And it takes a while, but you can reclaim that. So everyone has a body. Everyone has a soul that lives inside of the body and nobody really knows why we're here, but that's the beauty of it. That that there's like a divine creator or the universe or whatever you want to believe that has gifted you with this life of yours. And when we're not embodied in it, when we're outside of it, for whatever reason, 
we can't fully live. So you cannot fully live like this. So anyways, my practical tips. Doing something once a day or as many times a day as you can that embody you, that take you back into your body. Wearing an item of clothing that you, you know, wish to wear that fits your body and makes you feel good. That doesn't matter if it's, quote, supposed to be like on your body type. Like, you know, I can't wear a crop top unless I'm skinny. No, you can reclaim that. If you like something, an item of clothing that you like, wear it. You can do it. I believe in you. I promise your biggest critic is yourself. And how shame, I mean, how much of a shame is that, right? So another one you can do. Thank a part of your body that allows you to do things you enjoy, like riding your bike, taking a walk. Thank your legs. Thank you, legs, for allowing me to take this walk, to walk to places, to uh, run if you like to run, whatever it is. Thank a part of your body that allows you to do things enjoy. If you like to sing, thank your lungs and your rib cage. you know. Little things like that. Um, think of yourself, another one, think of yourself as, as an entire being. You are already complete. You are kind, strong, confident. Name whatever else thing that you want to name. Think about these things that you want in your life and in your future. Like I said, when my body is skinny. And put that into the now. Do those goals and desires now because nothing is actually holding you back. You know, besides this idea that you have to be a certain way. And you are a whole being. So you're already whole. You don't need to change. You don't need to fix anything about you. You are you. So just really try and embody that. Okay, somebody's jamming outside of my apartment. I live in central LA, by the way. So somebody's jamming to their beats, and I cannot be bothered to even care, to be honest. So I'm really sorry if you hear that in the background. <laughs> but I just, I don't want to just wait until this person, they've been jamming for so long. So I have one more question, um, and it is, is it okay to want to change a part of your body when you're recovered? So when I got this question, I was stumped and I did not know how to answer this. And I don't know, I just don't feel qualified to. So I actually asked my friend who's an eating disorder recovery coach. Her name is Meg McCabe. If you are familiar with me, then you probably know who she is. She's one of my besties and she's just absolutely wonderful. And she's certified eating disorder recovery coach. So I, I asked her, I was like, can you answer this for my podcast? Because I feel like, you know, you know, you know what's good. So let me just literally read verbatim what she said. <laughs> She said, first, ask yourself why you are asking this. Is the eating disorder part of you trying to sneak some control into your recovery? Okay, that's a really good tip. And does it feel like you can't fully recover unless this part of your body changes? It is important to visualize a recovery in which you've reached total body acceptance and to know that it is possible to live a life in which that body part doesn't bother you so much and you don't feel the, the need to change it, which makes a lot of sense. That sort of idea that recovery, full recovery is possible, total body acceptance is absolutely possible. And that is true, you know, recovery and true freedom in your body. That is true embodiment, in my opinion. So she says, in general, the answer is no. Working to change a specific body part can quickly become triggering and result in the urge to revert to old eating disorder behaviors. It is better to work on body acceptance overall. When you are recovered, it is okay to have overall body intentions, 
such as I'd like my body to be stronger or more energized or more flexible, etc. But it's important to focus on the whole body and not a specific part. That makes so much sense. You know, I see all these YouTube videos like, I don't know, small waist, big butt workout or whatever. And it's like these targeting, these really specific parts of our bodies that A, really genetics claim that space. We can't necessarily change, you know, our bodies in that way. But also eating disorder recovery is such a full body healing journey. It's full mind, body, soul, life purpose. That's the healing that happens. So if you are fixated on a certain part of your body trying to change that or hating that part of your body, then you're really missing out on the recovery experience. And so I really agree with Meg, and I think that was a wonderful answer. Um, give her a follow if you don't follow her. She's got the Recovery Collective, which I am uh, was a panelist for, and I love this group if you're interested in support. So I'll leave her um, Instagram down below. And those are all the questions I'm going to answer for Body Image Q&A Part 2. We did it, people. I really hope that this served you in some way. Thank you all so much for answering these questions and trusting in me to answer them. I feel honored to be a part of your journey. Um, like I said, if you'd like to get in on the next one, uh, you know, you can follow Take the Cake Pod or my personal and or my personal Instagram, which is at Kate Noel underscore underscore. So if you feel called, I would absolutely appreciate a rating and review so much. It is the best way to support this podcast and I read all of them over and over and over again. <laughs> so thank you so much. And that is going to be it. The sun just started shining over the gray clouds. I'm going to go take a walk now. Thank you again. And I will see you all on the next episode of Take the Cake. Bye, everyone.